0: Join From Beer to the Bible every week as Irvin Lee and co-host Sarah Olivera McDonald warn others of the consequences of drug and alcohol addiction by being the voice of faith-based recovery. Every week, Irvin and Sarah help people get access to the treatment and counseling they so desperately need. They explore the depths of addiction and give practical life examples of how to recover and develop a new rhythm of living. The show is gritty, authentic, and simply raw while being rooted in the love, faith, and hope of God. Welcome to From Beer to the Bible. Welcome to From Beer to the Bible. I'm your
1: host, Irvin Lee, and I'm super excited today. I not only have friends, but I also have brother and sister in Christ, Bruce and Brenda. How are you guys today?
2: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Praise the Lord. We're yeah, doing great. You know what?
1: It was so exciting when you guys agreed to come on the show because we have a lot of history. Let's just <laughs> say that. <laughs> and Bruce, I know you have such a rich and robust testimony, but it wouldn't be possible without your wife, Brenda. So thank I'm looking forward to getting into it. And I want to say to our, view- our viewers, hi, Sarah, we miss you. Uh, we'll see you next week but also please like, share and subscribe to our, our podcast and our YouTube channel. And if you'd like to support us, please do so at FromBeerToTheBible.com. That's FromBeerToTheBible.com. Let's jump into it. Bruce, <laughs> yes, sir. let's start uh, off with you. Please
2: tell us how did you fall into uh, addiction? I think it all started in the way I was uh, brought up. Okay. I was adopted at age five. I had a stepfather that turned out to be more like a a, a drill sergeant. Okay. And I think there's probably some issues subconsciously, even at five years old, about where, where's my real father? What happened to him? I don't remember yeah. about who he was and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I just know I had a new father. And um, it just turned out to be uh, a, a difficult relationship. And maybe I felt abandoned or something deep down inside. But um, uh, that's the way life started off, and I don't think it's a good way to start off when you don't have a dad.
1: Yeah. Now, where was your relationship with Christ at that point
2: when you were young? I had no relationship uh, with the Lord. I'd never been in a church in my life until I was probably uh, 30 years old. Okay. And that's when Brenda had started to go to, to First Baptist Church in Hearst. Okay. And I remember my reaction when she came home and said, I got saved. And, uh, and, and I had thoughts like, Okay, well do whatever you want to with those moonies down there at the church. Don't yeah. give them any money. <laughs> okay. I mean that that's that was my reaction that I didn't need anybody okay. or anything. Yeah. I was gonna work hard and be self-made and yeah and that that's the way we do life. Yes. Brenda, now we have to
1: how did you come to Christ?
3: Well, actually the Lord used a couple of things. First of all, his okay. addiction. Okay. Uh, I wasn't raised in a home where alcohol was ever served. So I had no paradigm for what does it look like when yes. someone has an issue with drinking? Yeah, And so we, you know, we got married, It was fun, life of the party. Just yeah. always a lot of laughter, just good time. Okay. Yes. Well, I didn't realize that this was all centered around his, addiction to beer. Yeah. And um and so as we were married and you know, I began to see this is a this is a, a problem. Okay. And this is not normal.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, but
3: then we would have, okay, well, you know, just this job change will, you know, will do the trick. Yeah. You know, the job, new job will do it. Well mm-hmm. then let's have a child, because you know when you have yeah. a child you all of a sudden then have this responsibility that yeah. you wouldn't have had otherwise. Okay. And things will change. Yeah. Well it only got worse and so really out of that and then i was raised in a christian home okay i wasn't raised in a a spirit-filled christian home they did the best that they could with what light they had good parents great parents but i thought you know i need to get back to my roots i've got a kid now i've got a i gotta have this kid in church and that was really my motivation one i was miserable okay we hadn't we tried all the changes and nothing was working so i was miserable with his addictions yeah and then we had this kid and I said, I gotta get my kid in church. You know, yeah. that's what you do when you're a parent. Right. And so I just began a search for churches, fell into, uh, you know, and ended up in the doors of a Baptist church, heard the gospel message, even though I was raised in church every Sunday, yeah. my entire life, I never heard the right. gospel message. And so I never truly was saved, even though if anybody would asked, yeah. Are you a Christian? I said, Oh yeah, I was sang in the choir, you know, it, went it's to church. Amazing you know, it is amazing. That, so that, that was happens. you know, I was I was thirty years old okay. and um surrendered my life to the Lord, had, you know, got got baptized in uh in the church and then, you know, started my journey at that age and but it was a while okay. before God got a hold of him. Yeah. So,
2: so the, Bruce, Brenda's going to church
3: right. with your
1: yeah. child. Right. What are you doing during this time?
2: You know, I was having difficulty adjusting because before our son Brett was born, Mm -hmm. it was like, what? It's like her and I were an item. Yeah. And when Brett was born, it's like it was Brett and Brenda. Yeah. Uh, she quit her job, which she had a wonderful job at yeah. um, uh, with a consumer products company. And she quit to be yeah. a stay-at-home mom. Well, we had two company cars. We had two incomes. Yeah. And we, we lived in Trophy Club. And it was like, well, we missed the money. We missed the paycheck. We missed... Mm-hmm all those things and and i there was a loneliness that i felt that my good my good buddy my drinking buddy my party girl was now a mom and i didn't relate to how to be a dad and where i think most Men today would mm-hmm. gravitate in. Oh, I have a boy. Let's raise yeah. him the right way. Let's yeah. be with him. But I, I guess I didn't know how to be a dad back back then. And yeah. it intimidated me. It scared me. And I spent more time alone. Mm-hmm. And the only and the only way I knew how to uh, uh, stuff those feelings, or to live with those feelings, where at the end of each day I'd have a six pack or two, yeah. go to sleep, and you know what it used to be is like, hey, I could finish this day because the end of the day is a couple six packs of milk. Right? Yeah, that was, yeah. That was your motivation. day after day yeah. after day. And as things drifted apart with Brenda and I. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I didn't realize it, and I was not abusive physically. I didn't yell and scream and cuss. I didn't demand yeah. like I, I didn't get in fights. I didn't hang in bars. Yeah, but but I just was secluded by myself. Leave me alone. I'm just going to drink to feel nothing because something was missing. Yeah, and that went on for a while, and it kept getting worse. Okay. Now, Brenda, when did you say my yeah. husband
1: may be an alcoholic? At what point? Did you say that?
3: Oh, it it didn't take real long after we were married till I started seeing, you know, this just isn't normal behavior to Mm -hmm. every night consume a couple six packs of beer. Okay. You know, he never was so bad that he missed work. He was pretty good about maintaining a work schedule. But at the end of the day, he would come home, he would stop off, pick up his beer and and hang out with the buddies and, you know, and he'd get home and he'd be you know, weaving yeah. and I'm going, oh my gosh, he's driving like this. Yeah. And I just said, this was a daily thing. It wasn't okay. like every once in a while. And so you, it doesn't take, you know, right. a rocket scientist to figure out, you know, this isn't good. This isn't normal. And so it was right. pretty on, you know, early on in our marriage that I realized, okay. you know, there's, there's an addiction issue going on. So we, you know, we started addressing it. You know, right. a couple of years after Brett
2: was born. Yeah, I was going to say uh, okay. a, a, a couple of years in a thing that yeah. really woke me up and she, yeah. maybe she'll speak to it. Out of nowhere, there's a constable knock on my door probably two years after when Brett was maybe two years old. Okay. served me divorce papers. She never spoke to me about that. But, I, whoa, that got my attention. I said, okay. whoa, that's how this is serious. Oh, wow.
3: Well, yeah. And 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 prior to that, he'd already been to. So we need to kind of walk through the timeline of how all that happened because he had been to a couple of treatment centers.
1: So So it wasn't like I just went, you know, berserk
3: and did this thing. He had already been through treatment a couple of times with some intervention and that kind of thing. And it so you might want to address on well. That.
2: These treatment centers are kind of weird. This is what the world was yeah. doing back in 1982, 83. There was a yeah. hospital called Chick Shadle, okay, and they advertised on TV and said, "Hey." You have a drinking problem, that's easy. Just a couple big weeks shot. in here, I'm a couple weeks, big two shot. weeks <laughs> in here, and one day we're going to give you some counseling, give you sodium penadol. Yeah. You can speak those deep things and what are bothering you, what causes these problems, and we're gonna have a counselor talk you through them. Okay. And the other day was what they call aversion therapy. Okay. This sounds like a joke, but it's not. Okay. Where you go into a room, yeah, there's a big, big bowl where you vomit they give you a shot of like adrenaline some compound then you drink i drank you know four or five six beers and, Uh and also like scotch and water on a special occasion scotch and and gin and tonic and those kind of things so they give you a shot and you just Ultimately, just puke your guts out and we're going to make it tell Brenda, you know, we're going to make him uh, uh, um, not like the the, the the taste, the smell. He will not want to drink after we go through this kind of program. I heard about that. But but anyway, so that that's this. We did not have a spiritual life. Brenda was saved, born again in a Baptist church. But uh, but but, you know, she we didn't know, but she. Yeah. So, so, so that so didn't that, work. The, yeah, that and didn't then work. And that's Not when work. you
1: decided, Brenda, oh, that that's I've had enough, yeah. and now I'm going to send the divorce papers. And that, so the divorce paper comes, yeah, right. and then now tell us what happens.
2: Yeah. Well, well, for me, it was like, well, what am I going to do? I can't live life drinking. I yeah. can't live life without them. I've yeah. tried this. Why would I go through you know, this over and over again? I was very, very frustrated, Irvin. It was like, uh, you know, I, how, how? Well, during this time, during mm-hmm. this time after the second visit at the Schick Treatment Center, the aversion yeah. therapy, I met in a small little dark room, uh, a couple, a husband and wife, that were mm-hmm. at Alcoholics Anonymous. Yes. Nobody never, ever, nobody ever suggested to me over any circles, Alcoholics Anonymous was was going to be great for drinking issues. Yeah. There's always this aversion problem, right? Well, there was something about what I heard from them, what I saw on there, that these people, husband and wife, were nice-looking people. They were a mm-hmm. little older than I am. Their marriage was being restored yeah. because they were at AA, and they and it didn't look like they lived under a under a bridge. Yeah, you know. So they encouraged me when I get out. To go to AA, and I went to my very first AA meeting, probably mm-hmm. in in eighty two or eighty three. Okay, so so a couple of years, I was fumbling around at, at AA, and the very very first meeting that I ever made at AA, I heard several things. Yeah, and I'm just always being just agnostic. I can do it myself. Yeah, and maybe there is God somewhere out there, but yeah. you know, I. Uh, you know, I didn't know it was I'm more, more, more agnostic, but but anyway, and they read they read and how it works, they probably they end up with these these phrases, probably no human power could relieve our alcoholism, yes, but yes. God and could if he were sought. yeah, well, there was a click, there was a hook, there was a spark yeah. that I heard, I remembered, and just 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 gave me hope. Or, or God used that and gave me hope. So for two more years, I fumbled around. I fumbled around and would stay sober for a while. And six or eight months would go by, yeah. and then I relapse, go back in. I never go to treatment anyway. But but at one point, I had a sponsor in the AA group. He happened to be a physician. He was very sharp, yeah. professional guy. He his whole life was helping recovering alcoholics, and yeah. he went in with Brenda and my parent, uh, with my in-laws, and had an intervention. You need to go to a place that's 28 day treatment center yes. and a place in Denton, Texas. That 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 um, and they speak about AA. You need to learn how to work the AA program, mm-hmm. and so so reluctantly I did that, and that yeah. was July fourth, nineteen eighty five. Oh man! But 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 um, I, it was tough getting there. You, why mm-hmm. don't you share? So, so I told Brenda I would go to this place. Yeah. On 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 July fourth, and then you, yeah, I think it'd be good coming kind from of your perspective of, of how that worked out when I said. Because then I decided to have one more afternoon of drinking because oh, we're going to yeah. go in there. Yeah. I mean, it's like go out with a You got to go burst. out with the bang. Because, go, out, go out with a bang. So yeah. I'm, I'm uh, up there, yeah. but go ahead. Because, so, Brenda,
1: how did you feel about yeah. the going out with the yeah. bang and you were, again, giving him grace and yeah, giving yeah. him another opportunity? Yeah. And what made you not give up on him? Well, well
3: so kind of circling back to the whole yeah. serving of the divorce mm-hmm. papers and all that. So I've been, you know, crying out to the Lord. Yeah what do I do? What do I do? I mean, Mm. obviously none of this has worked and Mm. I'm miserable. He's miserable. We have a kid. I don't want my kid raised in this kind of an environment where this is what he's seeing modeled Yeah. and uh, when healthy. And, but so I really was seeking the Lord and the Lord said, serve him with divorce papers. I went, that didn't sound like a God thing. (laughs) Right. But he really spoke to my heart and said, You go through with it yeah. and I promise you you will never have to carry it out all the way. You do what I'm asking you to do yeah. and I won't you won't have That's to good. go through a divorce. Yeah. So I kinda entered into it with this whole, okay, all right, I I can do this if you feel, you know, if this is what it's gonna take to get his attention.
1: Okay. And
3: yeah. so I didn't know how he'd react. Yeah. I, I didn't know if he would like fly off the handle 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 and freak out and leave and i'd never see him again i had no idea but i just had this assurance in my heart based on what i felt god was saying to me that you do this and you will never have to go through it and it's gonna it's
2: going to work. So I might add too that. Everyone that Brenda knew in her life, her parents were just the meekest, kindest, yeah. loving people. They had given up on me. I mean, I, you know, these guys are long suffering. Yeah. They had given up. Uh, they actually moved from Kansas down here to be with Brenda based on the situation of me yeah. and needed to be around Brett because it was very, it was very much a crisis okay. they knew, but they'd even given up on me. Told mm-hmm. her, Hey, you're going to have to do something else. Cause uh, you know, yeah. whatever. But then again, and so we drove over to what I was getting at. We drove over to the treatment center. And then what did I do? Yeah.
3: yeah. So we uh, get in my company car, my yeah. company car. <laughs> yeah. We drive to Denton to okay. the facility. We get him all checked. And he wasn't drunk. No, I had uh, been drinking. So I'm just buzz, a, you know, little a little not buzz. Bit, little but, bit, yeah. You know. Feeling he was, good. Yeah. Okay. He, he but was, it was
2: taking a long time, right? But okay. it was
3: taking a long time to get to him get processed in and all, in all that. Stuff. And there were all, you know, a bunch of other guys there. And so it was in in. In-house treatment center. July fourth. You know? yeah, and so it's July 4th, he hasn't had Brett, and he's Brett is I don't know how old was he at that
2: point? Well, uh 82, two, two years old. Two years okay. old.
3: So we're there, we get checked in, and he's like getting irritated because it's taking so long. Yeah. And so he's getting antsy. I can tell he's getting antsy. Oh yeah. And he just up and leaves, mm-hmm. takes my company car, my car keys, no. leaves his two-year-old and his wife there at the oh, treatment man. center in Denton.
2: So I could go out and buy some so more beer. So he could go so out and get, get some more beer. beer
3: and, you know, do whatever <sighs> he needed to do. But we were left there. And so I, you know, and it's Fourth of it, July. Uh, yeah. And so I'm trying to get that's a hold it. of somebody to come pick me up. And yeah. finally. That
2: didn't go too well with you know, her parents my, either. My
3: long-suffering parents oh, were, were. That's uh, when they pretty much had had it. And okay. they yeah. said, you know, this guy is is got a problem, you need to do something. And so yeah. they took me to their home, uh, yeah. uh, the two of us, Breton and, uh, and me. And uh, we hung out there until Bruce showed up.
1: And Bruce got out of treatment. Well, well, no, 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 I didn't no, go to, I didn't even
3: go to treatment. No, no, I left go. the treatment he left. center. He, he, left. Left. So he oh, left. left in my company I, car and went, I don't know. I changed, went I changed
2: my mind before they was going to check me in for 28 days. Yeah. Yeah. I went no, there said, I and this. then I began to begin to whatever. I said, nope. I can't do this. So I took her car keys or wallet. So I'm going to give me some beer and get the heck out of this <laughs> place. Cause this ain't okay. for me. So that's kind of where I was I mean, so, uh, okay. sick. sick that sick that is, but, but anyway, so I showed up at her father's house about midnight or 11 o'clock clock uh, and yeah, and true. they were not happy and i said brenda i'll go in i'll go in tomorrow and um i i uh went back to our home in her yeah. i went spent the night there that was the last time i really ever 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 drank but then the next day i voluntarily went in and nowhere else to go to yeah. go in the treatment center on the 5th of july okay so that's that all happened but then then um in the in the uh, uh evening
1: mm-hmm.
2: of that very first night that was there is is really when my my testimony really starts okay. i guess to to the point where i'm in this i'm in this place i have a roommate yeah. now now i've had a few beers over the last day but i wasn't hallucinating yeah. it wasn't like yeah. i had a bunch of whiskey that had got into my yeah. system i just knew i couldn't do life without drinking so they checked me into this place for 28 days and i yeah. remember in my heart in my heart and and in the room it was like um you know what I do not need this place for 28 days I do not need this I need God yeah yeah. I mean, but okay. what made me think that or say that I don't know maybe because I have tried everything yeah. what I really need is God yeah I, I need God yeah and then a little a small voice says to me uh, just like, I've, and I never opened the Bible in my life. I promise yeah. you, I'd never been to a church service yeah. except when she sang in the Baptist choir one time. That I got to hear this. Yeah. And I remember when they gave the invitation, this was maybe a year before this, when they gave the invitation, yeah. those old pews, I, I was just holding on like this. I, yeah. mean, I was white because I know God was calling me, but no, I no, ain't doing none of that do. stuff. <laughs> yeah. But but I, hey, the Holy Spirit was working on me, working on me. The prayers were working, but I, nope, that wasn't a day for me. Yeah. So, so anyway, I said, I need God. And there's a little voice that came into that room. I don't know if it was audible or or just in my spirit, but it yeah. said, this little voice was like, okay, Bruce, who do you say that I am? Mm-hmm. I said, I need to turn my life and care over to God. Well, who do you say I am? Then a light bulb went off in my mm-hmm. mind. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. If I'm gonna turn my will over to God, is it Buddha? Is it Muhammad? Is yeah. it a group? Counselors told me, doctors said I'm manic depressive, you know, high and low. So mm-hmm. it put me on lithium, you know. So where, where where's my help come from? Who is it? And then it was like, oh, wow. If I'm going to trust oh, wow. God, who is he? And then I said, okay, I know enough about the, the the Christmas story, yeah, the Easter story. Hey, I seen Ben Hur. I knew the miracles God had worked, okay. But but I believed, I really, really believed that um that God could uh, uh, could help make me what He wanted me to be. So that moment, I, uh, I I got on my knees the very first night I was there. As I got, hey, I asked you to come into my life. And and what really moved me was the fact that you said you gave your son, you allowed your son yeah. to die for me, just like I were to allow my son Brett at two years old to die for me. Yeah. I was crying; it just broke my heart that God loved me so much. Mm-hmm. But the difference with God from 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 what I was accepting by faith, faith, yeah. is that God raised his son to die. I mean, raised his son from the grave mm-hmm. and is alive today, sitting at the right hand of the Father in heaven. If There really is heaven. Yeah. And that that same resurrection power that took christ from death to life was alive in that place could rearrange the molecules of my my mind and set me free from alcoholism because if god didn't do it there ain't nothing left Yeah, if god can't do it it can't be done so 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 anyway so that that was a amen and and you know um oh i said oh god too he says you know me i'm the skeptical type i'm gonna tell you i'm just gonna tell you the way it is one i want you to show me that you're real yeah You better watch when you pray for that. Oh, yeah. Hey, show me that you're real and get me out of this (laughs) hellhole I'm imprisoned in over the next 27 days because I need you. I don't need this place. Yeah. Amen. So, um, Anyway, so 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 that was a prayer in my heart. Midnight, July fifth, that, that 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 first night that I was there, and I got back on my bed, and I remember um, it was Ju- it was July. We had Venetian blinds in this hospital room. I yeah. mean, it was a like a hotel room, but it was a hospital for about forty people there. Irvin, I was looking into the heavens. I could see the moon, and I could see some stars, mm-hmm. and and somehow. I saw this uh this neon light green streaming yeah. energy coming from the heavens mm-hmm. into my eyebrow into my eyes into my i could feel. Blink, blink, blink. blink. Yeah. And there was an exchange from a from a power, from a power, from out in the heavenly somewhere that was doing something. It really, really got my attention. Actually, yeah. I was kind of scared to death. But uh, <laughs> uh if something happened to you like that, it does get your yeah, get your attention. your attention. So, so something was going on. I was like, okay, okay, I, and I didn't know what it was all about. But, but um, probably that ha- lasted a minute or so, mm-hmm. and then and then I'm. Uh, with my back against a pillow, I'm looking up into the um into the uh, I mean my roommates there, the yeah. room was there. It wasn't a dream, it wasn't a vision. This was actually what I was seeing. Yeah. So so I looked up into the ceiling and there was a there was a large um oval, yeah uh uh, uh shaped figurine there. And I looked at this large oval and I saw uh I saw standing uh, a man standing mm-hmm. in a white robe with a dark face, holding a staff with with fire in his eyes and bronze feet, and I knew that I knew do, that man. I knew there was Jesus. Okay, and I didn't know any description of anything like that, but that's what I saw. Oh, I mean, and, and then I said, "Whoa, he's he, he's real. He's here, and then uh, he's here. He he's here. He's right here mm-hmm. in this room, and he is real." And uh, uh so he, then from that point yeah,
1: on, yeah. you were sober. Yeah. And you haven't had a drink since then. Exactly. And tell yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a a spiritual awakening. Yeah. Right? A, and, a burning and bush experience. Yeah, I yeah, saw yeah.
2: what I saw. What I saw. Yeah. I and the Lord ministered to me over that night, and I knew that our relationship would be good. So, um, yeah. And, and the next day, they kicked me out of the place.
1: <laughs> and then, yeah, so yeah. you, so you're out of place. Right. Now, tell me where the restoration of your family and right. your relationship. With Brenda, where does that take place? And how do you it probably took it, a
2: little time, Brenda, but go ahead. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's you know, it's not something you just quickly say happens, you know, in a moment. Yeah. Because it takes a long time to reestablish that trust mm-hmm. over, okay, is something gonna trigger him today that's gonna cause mm-hmm. it to go back? I mean, I, I really had fully believed when I mean there's so much to this story that yeah. he hasn't yeah. told. It's really important really to know about how it affected me and I just, but I just knew when they called and said, you know, he's He's had this thing, he's kind of flipped out, you know, whether it's a reaction still to alcohol left in his system. Yeah. Um, I believed him what he told me had happened. I believed his story
2: supernatural. Because yeah. it, I mean, it Encounter. was really an open vision, is what yeah. it
3: was. He can't, uh, he, he didn't have the terminology, yeah, of that he didn't have any biblical, of the Bible yeah. knowledge yeah. to know what to call it, but yeah. he was literally seeing an open vision and he also saw hell. Yeah. So, I mean, the Lord yeah. gave yeah. him an opportunity to choose mm-hmm. uh, choose that day who he would yeah. serve. And so he saw this vision of Jesus, but then he flipped yeah. him over on his pillow. And he, I mean, I've heard his story so many times, I could yeah. tell it for him. Yeah, um, yeah then, you know, that he saw a vision of hell as well. It was like yeah. God is saying, who? You know, what no is this i'm real and this is real yeah and if
2: you don't know when i got up and prayed for my roommate the very next thing after i saw that oh, yeah. and after i got you i prayed for him and i said hey you have to the in. i mean he was sleeping mm-hmm. but you have to trust and today people have to you have to trust in the lord and be saved otherwise yeah. <laughs> there is there is an alternative to yeah. living ever after with the lord it's hell yeah and, and that's scary to some people. And, you know, a lot of people don't believe it. But look, I know what I know what I know. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have such a heart to tell people, you know. <laughs> and then the freedom that I've got from yeah. from, from God delivering me from that is uh-huh. something I could never do without him. Yeah. And what? But anyway. let, let, let's talk about you get the
1: freedom. Uh, you guys, it's a process to restore a your rela- relationship. It's a so it's good to hear that. And that's encouragement for all yeah. of our couples out there yeah. who right. are going through the process. Because a lot of times we want things, we get sober. We I know I wanted my wife yeah. to say, hey, oh, everything is good, good again. Nice. No, no, no. Oh, that no, process no, no, no. Yeah. of restoring the trust. The trust. So we, we have to walk through that.
3: Then talk about the impact on your family and your son. Well, he was so young he really didn't know other than mm-hmm. right. uh, you know, dad was around all okay. the time and so he, he was just five years old. So he wasn't he, no, wasn't, he wasn't really in yeah, tune. No, so I tried five, to protect yeah. him right, too right. from yeah. you know, what, what was going on. Right, that's right. But uh yeah, so we you know, after that he went into an actual, yeah. you know, ten day or whatever Christian based
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, But Myers, a Christian counseling center over there that was popular back when that Brenda's pastor said, oh, go over there. Because when I got when they kicked me out of there, they took me to the mental, Mm -hmm. the the county hospital for the mentally insane in Denton County Mm -hmm. where the padded walls are. That's where they ship me. Yeah. And um, gave me an injection. I didn't wake up for two two days. But anyway, the counselor there says, "Hey, to Brenda, your husband needs counseling. He 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 doesn't need to be here." Yeah, and that's where they moved me over there because yeah. hey, I was an alcoholic, and uh, but I wasn't mentally deranged right. to the point. So so I learned a lot at Minerith and Meyer there. And, and they and, were and
1: they were more Christian. Yeah, Christian. yeah, Christian can, for sure. They could understand because a lot of times people. Yeah. yeah. For everyone out there. We yeah. think that addiction is just um, physical, but there's a spiritual oh, and a mental component to it. Right. And I saw things spiritually right. during my addiction that I would never want anyone yeah. to right. see. Right. And I probably was one of those Christians that would like, oh, yeah, I know about the supernatural. Yeah, I know we have an enemy. Right. Yeah, there are unclean spirits and demons and all that but I probably didn't really believe it until I went through my addiction. And now there is a whole nother supernatural realm that is out there. We don't talk a lot about it, but it is. And then I I want you, Brenda, to encourage our spouses out there Mm. because it's easy Mm. to give up on a spouse, a husband or wife who's in addiction but you didn't and my wife didn't. And we yeah. always get that question a lot. Talk about what it takes to persevere and be long suffering, Bruce's yeah. word, and that process and the mental
3: to encourage it. Yeah. Some of our
1: other spouses out yeah. there.
3: You know, I would just say that everybody's journey is different, and but really the bottom line is to hear the Lord for yourself and to get the encouragement from Him. no matter what we're walking through i mean the journey's hard the journey's hard for everybody yeah the journey was hard for him and the journey was hard for you uh the journey is really hard for spouses and so to say uh you know this is what you need to do here's the box that you need to stay in because this is what worked for me isn't what necessarily will work for you but the bottom line is lay it all before the lord He's the one that's going to give you the peace. He's the one that's going to give you the power to to the staying power. Yeah. And now, if if there's abuse, yeah, in yeah. the situation, no, then there's yeah. that's a whole different dynamic. Of we course. didn't have that, and yeah. hopefully you we didn't have, didn't have that, that either. No, and so that did. that changes the dynamic a lot. Yeah. Uh, when there's not an abusive situation going on, and and so just. To continually lay it before the Lord and really take it one day at a time, That's just it. like you would if you were the, you know, yeah. the problem, the the person with the problem. Um, you're taking it one day at a time, yeah. and uh, and you're getting help for that day, and and you just have to hear Him. You have to hear the Holy Spirit for yourself. And he's the one that's going to empower you to do what you cannot do on your own. And and it's just a very personal journey. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's not easy, but the Lord never promised yeah. us no, an easy journey, said, right? He, he, he you know, he never, he and so said in that. this world we're gonna have tribulation. Yeah. yeah. And so how do we deal with it? How do we bear up under it? It's just a God thing. Yeah. And and so that's just a daily surrender uh to to his will and his way in our lives and um other than that there really isn't a pat answer because it's everybody's journey is different
0: you know know,
2: irv uh, Irv and i shared before that the the lord highlighted the first meeting went to AA that probably no human power could relieve this but god couldn't would yeah Yeah. well that's uh to to bruce and brenda or to bruce that's truth yeah it's a spirit you know again uh, not to make anybody upset, but it's, I think, for, 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 um, it's a spiritual problem. Yeah. It, it's a spiritual problem that requires a spiritual solution. Yeah. And when I got out, because I'd been hanging around AA for a long time, I fit there; it was really mm-hmm. good. But but after I came to know the Lord, I knew yeah. that I found the answer. Yeah, see. And and see, I'd go to AA sort out a habit. Yeah. But then people say, "Bruce, you you seem to be doing good. Can you be my sponsor?" And you know, yeah. what do you think about God? It's not a fair thing for me to do to share Jesus at a a meeting it's not a fair thing yeah but and I knew that was disrespectful but uh, so I just didn't do that but we have to help others yeah Um, that's what Jesus would do we to keep me out of myself because Bruce is the problem Mm -hmm. that's why we need a God and it doesn't matter if it's alcohol or pornography or hey we are the problem and the bondage that i was in that i could not break those chains physically mm. but god did is always going to provide a long lasting solution and the benefit is that legacy is different with my son my daughter yeah. with our church friends our family i mean uh, uh we love hanging out with them. Yeah. And you know, when when Brenda and I, when I went in treatment, I didn't have two nickels to rub together in eighty-five. And God has blessed us, you know, just like Ephesians uh three um uh twenty promises. God's blessed us exceedingly abundantly, all we can pray and ask for, and I didn't really even want that. Yeah. Well you went
1: about you went about serving others, right? You right. Got, you right. two are two of my favorite couples, right? <laughs> two of my favorite people and one of my favorite couples. And what I love about you guys is your heart to serve, right. right? I love your family and I love the way you serve and help others at our church. So tell us what life is about now. What's life like that you both are in Christ right. and you go to wonderful, a wonderful church and churches and you yeah. serve, so talk a little bit about mm-hmm.
3: that. Yeah. Well, I, um, I lead a women's group and there's a combination of single women, divorced women, married mm-hmm. women, but everybody has issues oh, you know, in life. Yes. And so it's always my heart to use my story, my testimony, my uh, healing journey, uh, spiritual healing and yeah. emotional healing through what we walk through to minister to other women, whatever their issues are. And so God is always so good about dropping people in your lives. Yeah. I mean, amen. To that. always amen, amen. that need to hear your story, exactly. need yeah. to be encouraged by your story. And, um, you know, again, not that it's the same solution. That, I mean, it's a spiritual solution, obviously. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's communing with the Lord every day, hearing his heart for you. But and, serving does that. But serving serving does, is, does that. Includes prayer
2: and includes inviting God into the circumstances. Yeah. And, yeah. and when you're trusting God mm-hmm. with others and then including in yourself, you, I mean, you trust in the one that can move mountains. Yeah, you know. and when
3: yeah. you're standing at the altar, you yeah. know, and I'm involved in the prayer ministry yeah. and yeah, uh, people are always coming forward. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're there to yeah. do is yeah. Minister of the heart of God, He wants us healed, He wants us whole, He wants us living an abundant life. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right, right.
1: right. And yeah. right. you, you, as you were talking and you've talked throughout the show, one of the things I get is the the importance of prayer yeah. to you two as yeah. a couple and to you when right. you were going through that journey. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit yeah. to the viewers about the yeah. importance of prayer through oh, trial? Absolutely,
3: absolutely. I mean, it is on your knees or whatever your prayer posture is. um, And just hearing his heart for you, his daughter uh, of the Most High King, your daughter you're so dearly loved. And he wants to invade your situation. So that's why you were asking, uh, Irvin, what, you know, kind of how would you capsulize this whole story? And I was thinking, oh God, what is our story? And it's about how when we're desperate, when we're desperate for uh, getting rid of our addictions yeah. or we're desperate for answers for our spouses or answers for our marriage or whatever we're in, we're desperate for something just to hear God. Yeah. That is what ushers in. That's what invites a God invasion. He invades yeah. our life because He's there. He's wanting and to when speak we're to us. Yeah, and when desparies. we really admit to Him that we are desperate to hear from Him, Yep. Boy, he wants to speak. He wants to speak way louder than we want to hear. Mm. And that's the truth that's is yeah. that we, we say we want to hear, yeah. but then we don't quiet ourselves mm. down enough mm. to actually hear him when he spe- he's always speaking. Yeah. But it's it's that admitting that we are desperate for him. Mm. We're desperate to be healed. We're desperate to hear yeah. from him. We're desperate to, uh, to just want more of him in our lives. And so yeah. He's there to give it, but it's, it's, uh, we gotta be, we got to yeah. be asking, always asking.
2: And uh, we know so. that we know that Still. we know he's the answer. Yeah. He, yeah. And so, so it makes it um, worthwhile to go speak to the Lord. Lord, we need your help in this healing of this situation. Or yeah. Met this young man that needs a miracle. And this, when you see God show up in the midst of all of the needs and all the things we bring to him, it, it changes everything. Bruce, I want you to talk to
1: our fathers, young and old fathers, uh, about the importance of having a relationship with the ultimate, a Heavenly Father, and understanding that He's for you, not against you, He's not mad at you. Talk about that.
2: He really is, He really is. And and, and again, I think it, it comes to the point when we know that He's all that we need and when we placed him first and foremost in our lives, mm-hmm. he speaks to us. Yeah. And um, at my stage of age, I, I enjoy being retired now, mm-hmm. and uh, to, to to spend time and lunches yeah. with young people, or to cheer on young people at our church, or or people, even my son, to just encourage him. Yeah. At the, Encourage others his age yeah. to to just uh, trust God and God will speak to you yeah. and God will give you the divine revelation and yeah. He will give you the insight of to navigate through these things like He did when Brenda was trying to deal with me. Lord, what do I do? Yeah. God will give you not the world's way. He will give you do these things. <laughs> And we listen to him, and and he's able to speak, and this way he will get the glory. You know? Yeah, yeah, he will. But um, uh, again, I'm I'm privileged to be an older guy at our North Richland Hills Gateway campus for mm-hmm. 15 years. That we we part of the fabric over there. Yeah. We know that we appreciate yeah. it. We feel a responsibility to be at the things and to yeah. serve and to. Uh, um. Yeah. Well, that's that's what we do and hopefully others will look and say Bruce and Brenda yeah. are very much people like I want to be and yeah. uh, have the things that we like and they've done it right and we'll tell them you know do it like we have done it and God will do the same thing mm-hmm. and we do have 20 30 years on those younger wins, and God's ways work Yeah. and if yeah. I've said it once I've told it uh, hey God's ways work I love it I love the God. way you
1: said
3: that can, and can I just dovetail on yeah. your question um, uh, you know, shame keeps us away from God so often because we think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I am so ashamed. I'm so filled with shame over the way I've lived in my life yeah. that we just kind of give up on ourselves. Yeah. And God is so faithful. He yeah. would never, ever give up on us. Yeah. And yet the enemy wants us to say, no, you're what you've done is just too much. He's yeah he's not for you anymore, yeah. you know, you've know, yeah. really blown it with God. Yeah. And, and so that shame keeps a lot of people away from God. Mm-hmm. And, and so you were saying, speak to the men and mm-hmm. well, speak to the women too, yeah, there's yeah, a man. lot of women filled with shame yeah. for their yeah. addictions and yeah. their, you know, yeah. their past mistakes and mm-hmm. those kinds of things. And he's just waiting for us to come, waiting for us to yeah. tell us about the shame that we're yeah. feeling. And uh, you know, some people when their journey involves, you know, a, a dramatic deliverance through, you know, a deliverance ministry right. or however it looks, you know, mm-hmm. for him, he didn't have that paradigm. And God knew that he didn't know he to lived. cast out a demon of yeah. alcoholism. He didn't know yeah. any of that stuff. So he just met him right where he was, and that's the beauty of God. He just meets us right where we are. Yeah. 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 And and he takes that shame away. And then Because he loves us so much, he never condemns us. Mm -hmm. He just wants us to have that full and complete life in him, and so he loves us.
2: I think too. It may be more difficult for people who feel they've been a Christian their whole life or grew up in there. Yeah, Yeah, well, well, let me. Well, no, it's got to be more difficult. Well, I've tried that before. That Uh, didn't work. work. So I'll move a church or something. But listen. You know, for me, you know, like, like like I say, I had I didn't have any baggage, no religious baggage, yeah. And that's a good place to be because yeah. I just want to love God and love one another. Yeah, that
1: that is so good. So we're wrapping up, mm-hmm. and I want, as we close, whatever the Lord has put on your heart, I want you guys to share, and then I will come back and I'll close this up.
3: I can start. I just oh, wow. want to say. Uh, you know, kind of getting back to this God invasion thing. You know, some people say, too, that, well, you just got to, you know, get to the bottom. You just got to hit the bottom. You know, you got to hit your bottom. You know, how often have we heard that? And I say, we've just got to get to the point where we were emptied of ourselves. And I I feel like that's a better way of feeling that we're just, we're willing to say to God, I'm emptying myself. Of myself. Yeah. And I'm saying, Mm -hmm. come and invade me with your presence and do what only you can do. So we have to be so honest with God. Mm -hmm. He knows anyway. So why don't we just admit where we are? And so... um, I I just feel like that's key is that whatever area we're struggling, whether it's fear or, you know, some addiction or whether it's, you know, guilt or or rage or, you know, whatever whatever it is that we say, okay, all of the ways that I've tried it have not worked. I'm still plagued with this thing that I can't get rid of. And God is just waiting for us to say, empty yourself of yourself and let me feel you
2: mm-hmm. with myself yeah. <laughs> more of you less a, of me yeah.
3: more of
2: you less of me so. empty yourself and yeah a uh, a couple of things come to mind um mm-hmm. i i just love i love god's word yeah, I, yeah. You say true and amen to God's word, and amen, I and I amen. like to keep scriptures that I yep. that encourage me and encourage others to just yep. use God's word. You yep. know, uh, a, a good one that's so simple that everybody knows, but yep. just really believe it for yourself. Yep. Jesus says, "I am the way, I am the truth, I am yep. the life." Well, I didn't know what life was until Jesus yeah. came into my mm. heart and yeah. and loved David. me. He's He's the way, and that—that's truth. Or another good uh, scripture I love and sharing with people: "Hey, since God is for you, nobody can get against you." That's right.
1: Amen to that. Romans eight thirty one: yeah. "Since
2: he is for you, nobody against you. He who began a good work in me and you and you, he faithful get it completed." Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, Another thing that I think God placed in my heart way back when and and 35 years later, I still have it in my heart. And I just say, thank you, Lord, that it's never wandered far from my spirit. Mm -hmm. And that is a, a, a... I have a gratitude for freedom in my life. Yeah. I have a gratitude. Yeah. I don't take it for granted. No. I'm excited about the debt yeah. because I'm free. Yes. That's 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 35 years removed from the bondage. Ooh, that's but good. but it it is so true. It is yeah. so true because when you've been through if you know you struggle with addiction and you know what it is that I can't do life with it, and I can't, can't do, do without it. Yeah. 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 And and then we came to the Lord, said Lord, you're gonna have to change me, rearrange the yeah. molecules in my brain yeah. that I don't wanna do drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Only he can do that. That's good. That's only good. only he can do it. So so gratitude yeah. turns whatever we have into enough.
1: Man, yeah. that that's good. And thank you guys. Bruce that's and awesome. Brenda. Thank you. Love you. Thank you for thank doing you. this. I love you. To our viewers, as I close this out today, I wanna say this. It's important to show the world Jesus. I had an encounter with Brenda maybe five, six years ago. I was actually just coming back to the Lord. I didn't really feel that great about myself. The Lord had given me something to do. And I walk in and I meet and I see Brenda and she does something that first of all, she just loved me. And then second of all, she says, can I pray for you? And I'm like, this is very different. Not many people have been praying for me. And that day I needed prayer and she gave it to me so follow her example and show people christ because you never know what they need that day you never know what they're going through and i've never forgotten that that's something i'll never forget so god bless you for that god bless you you guys as a couple please continue to watch and share subscribe to our show Please support us so we can stay on air at FromBeerToTheBible.com. That's it, FromBeerToTheBible.com. God bless you.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this week's From Beer to the Bible. Make sure to tune in next week when Irvin and Sarah gift you with even more addiction recovery information. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And remember, we're always there for you.